2: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I am this week's host, Wilhelm, or William, and I am joined by my henchwoman. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I killed two people this morning. My name is Anne-Marie.
2: An admission of murder, is it? <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, yeah, we're coming to you live in your ears, but this has been recorded in a day in advance on Friday. Hello, everybody.
3: Hey guys, um, I just want to say a little heads up there, uh, Robert the doll, I don't know if you're, anyone is familiar with him but uh, we did a little Patreon on him there this week and he broke my microphone, he broke my microphone so oh yeah. I am currently on a cheapy little headset that I actually got out of the Euro store. so I apologise for the sound of my voice as always.
2: And this is also an apology for the sending of your voice of a normal time as well.
3: I, the whole thing, really. I the just whole apologize thing. in general. The
2: whole thing. <laughs> to start this week, I just want to say a big thank you to our new Patreon, Kimmy E. Thanks so much, Kimmy, for signing up to the Patreon. Uh, it means a lot. And um if you haven't done so already and would like to, you can follow the link in today's show notes to our Patreon where you'll get a bonus episode every week called Motu Weird Wednesdays.
3: Oh, thank you, Kimmy. Kimmy, look at my Kimmy. Look at my Kim. Look at my. Look at my. Um, Thank you, Kim. You are the reason for us living.
2: <laughs> Jesus, that's very loaded,
3: Annie. Sad, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <The> poor girl.
2: Our <laughs> I, I one you on thing is the reason no for you living. No pressure.
3: No pressure. No pressure.
2: Now, Annie, I did send you over a little script.
3: I did. I have it here. It looks as exotic. I can't wait for this.
2: Are you ready to get into it?
3: Oh, let's go, bitch.
2: Dulce, New Mexico is located right on the Colorado-New Mexico border. It is a quaint town with a population of just under 3,000 people. It is also the tribal headquarters of the Jicarilla Apache Reservation. This downright bizarre story begins in the 1970s, where the town was plagued with a host of cattle mutilations that left the locals and officers well stumped. These mysterious cattle mutilations would go, go on to pique the interest of Paul Frederick Benowitz, an American businessman and self-proclaimed UFO investigator. Benowitz was somewhat obsessed with UFOs he had mind-boggling theories on extraterrestrials and their intentions for the human race. Benowitz believed that UFOs were controlling the human race through the use of electromagnetic devices. He also claimed he had evidence to back up his claims, but unfortunately I could not find this evidence and that's not to say it doesn't exist. When Benowitz heard about the cattle mutilations taking place in Dulce, he began to focus his attention on the small town. It was there that he began to intercept what he said were electronic communications originating from alien spacecraft. After zeroing in on these strange communications, Benowitz believed that he had located a secret alien facility buried deep underground, what he called Dulce Base what are you thinking? Imagine coming across that intercepting weird. Maybe it's just I Atlantic love... 252.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just a radio station. And Remember Atlantic 252? So like in Ireland that was this like uh, pirate radio station that played like all the top bop hits and uh, oh Jesus used to be mad about it there and get it on the radio and it was absolutely brilliant because there'd be Backstreet Boys and there'd be like you know like Eternal <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, boy zone back in the day, and you know, they did play all the great ones. But I love when somebody has, like, a day job. Like, this man with a briefcase, and I'm sure a suit and tie, and a very respectable looking guy. I love when a guy that you think wouldn't mm. have an interest in UFOs is, like, a secret investigator. In the daytime, he sells shoes. Yeah, in he's the double nighttime, jobbing. he's a UFO chaser.
2: He's obviously happy to do it. <laughs> Benowitz's involvement in Dulce would end here. Unfortunately, in 1988, his family checked him into a psychiatric facility. It's worth noting that Benowitz had in fact been admitted to a mental health facility on three occasions after suffering severe delusional paranoia. But his friends in the UFO community claimed that this was because Benowitz had been fed false information regarding UFOs, which has resulted in him having a type of breakdown. After his death, this conspiracy theory would prove, prove to be true. A former special agent for the US Air Force Office of Special Investigations, Richard Dotty, came forward and claimed that in the 1980s he was tasked by the U.S. government with hoaxing documents and feeding false information to UFO researchers, including Benowitz.
3: Oh well, it's my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is getting locked up in a hospital. Hospital. <laughs> i said hospital. Because I, cause I know something to be true, but everyone else thinks I'm a maniac. And if everyone else thinks that you're like crazy, then you're, you're probably going to be locked up in a hospital. But actually, in the end, it was true. It's it's my nightmare. I tonight. could
2: easily snap you, I think. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you false information.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Today... Today I am 100 times more likely. Today I am lying in my dressing gown on the bed with my hair not even brushed. Normal so.
2: Thursday say for you. At this point in the story is where Phil Schneider comes in. In 1979, Schneider was hired as an explosives expert helping to build classified underground bases for the US government in Dulce, New Mexico. In 1995, Schneider came forward with a mind-boggling story he had kept quiet for all those years. Schneider was suspicious about the underground base he was helping to build when he saw so many Special Force Green Berets around the camp. One day, him and a work team were tasked with extending a cavern deep underground that they had already excavated. This excavation was vertical, Straight down, the team started drilling four enormous holes into the rock, which was the standard way to start constructions, Schneider said. These holes were nearly 100 feet deep or more, all standard procedure. But what emerged from these holes was not at all part of standard procedure.
3: All this black sooty air came up out of the holes when we started drilling. I decided to take a closer look to see the team, so the team lowered me in a green beret down into one of those holes. As I reached the bottom of the hole, I was overcome with a stench that was worse than the worst garbage can you have ever smelled. As the smoke cleared, I found myself just feet away from a big, gray, seven foot tall alien. Two of them, These entities were absolutely horrible. I quickly fumbled for a pistol I was carrying and shot and killed two of the beings, but not before one of them could emit a strange and harmful energy of some kind. The alien made a sort of circular motion with his hand, waving it in front of his chest. The next thing I know, this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish.
2: Retelling his story to an audience gathered at the 1995 Preparedness Expo, Schneider raised his, raised his hand revealing that this alien had burnt off some of his fingers on his left hand. It also, at the time, burnt his shoes off and even burnt his toenails off.
3: Do with that. You have those big yellow claws on your feet. Those fungus best. Annie, I think you are talking about
2: your own now. Come on, we all know.
3: <laughs> I could sit you there and get them burnt off. This is absolutely terrifying. These things were under the under the ground. He's saying they were just living there under the ground. Oh, yeah. holy god! Like like mole mole aliens like. Seven foot tall
2: mole. mole The Green Beret came to Schneider's rescue, but in doing so lost his own life. The soldier pushed the button to raise Schneider above ground above ground to safety and stayed below to fight the creatures. He was never seen again. Sixty-six people lost their lives that day, he claimed. Two survivors, he said, are living in nursing homes in Canada. They are protected by the Canadian government and no American citizen is allowed to access them. Schneider claims that this is because they were scared of being kidnapped.
3: There's a war under there and it's been going on since that time. You know there are 1,477 underground bases around the world, 129 of which are located in the United States. Each of these bases costs $17 or more. Military forces from multiple countries have been engaged in such warfare with aliens. It is our right to know what exactly is taking place.
2: Very creepy, isn't it?
3: Is he saying that he's saying that there's a war going on under the ground, like the whole time that they're all running around in there? Yeah.
2: So, but then I kind of thought, like, (laughs) is it like are they demons? Is there actually demons living down in the in the earth?
3: Yeah, but if the were demons. Oh my god, stop. I just.
2: I, <laughs> I love that. This is freaking me out of a Thursday morning.
3: Uh, this is freaking me out. I'm not having to brush my teeth. Oh, neck. do you want to get even more what, freakier? What? what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Snyder
2: would go on to tell his story to conferences And do television interviews Relaying his story and also offering up more information About a so-called war that was taking place underneath these bases He had reason to believe that these alien creatures Had been living underground in their own bases for hundreds of years He he told that hmm, He told that at these bases Sorry, he told that at these human bases, genetic engineering, mind control experiments and a whole host of mind bending things were taking place. Now, I know it may be easy to dismiss this as pure fiction, but that doesn't explain the vast number of Dulce residents who have witnessed UFOs in their skies and swore blind to seeing strange creatures roaming the landscape surrounding Dulce, including Bigfoot, by the way.
3: Oh, Oh, he's in the mix as well. He's running around there as well. Oh, lovely. Throw more in demons, aliens, throw in Bigfoot. Go on, throw, throw them all you have in
2: out there, there to the one place. It's like a party. It's like <laughs> a party in Dulce. Yay. Hey. <laughs> Bring your cryptid. Snyder, <laughs> on many occasions, would tell the crowds he spoke to that he feared for his life. On one occasion, he told an audience that he was terrified to drive home alone as he feared he would be murdered. He told them that he has been shot at and on one occasion he was run off the road. On January 17, 1996, after not being seen for five days, Schneider was found dead by his landlord. The autopsy reported, report listed the cause of death as unknown and blood work was of course taken. Bizarrely, it was later discovered at the memorial home that Schneider had a surgical tubing wrapped around his neck, something officers failed to notice or perhaps wasn't there when they initially came across his body. This tubing was wrapped twice and extremely tight. His cause of death was then changed to suicide, something his family refused to believe. To add more mystery to this case, his blood work went missing. So Annie was Schneider murdered in the bid to silence the underground alien threat.
3: My God, you have just cracked the world in two. Mm. I was just going about my daily business. And now there's an underground war going on with fucking, what? With aliens and, and Bigfoot is running around in there. It's like a reunion for every cryptid we ever met in our lives. Yeah, it's very not able very, for it. very
2: very weird so his death yeah was very very strange his family maintained like that he was not suicidal whatsoever and that um like they basically they were saying that he's catheter like he used that to wrap around his neck and killed himself but the way his body was found they were like that's not possible and also um nobody noticed it around his neck whenever they found him and it was only at the memorial home that they found it so it's like as if somebody you know put that around his neck because they caused because they classed the death as unknown so they took blood work you see it's like they didn't do the job properly yeah so if they had been like for yeah. suicide apparently in the documentary i was watching that they wouldn't have done that it would have been just like oh um and as well as that uh other stuff like belonged to him when they took at the time was went missing It was very very weird very weird but i did when i was uh, researching this story he had a friend that kind of worked with him um and his friend was also like murdered in suspicious circumstances he like used to do this ufo newsletter and some (gasps) of the stuff like he used to say in the newsletter was like he'd go back and like aliens in history and he'd talk all about the aztecs and talk about how like These alien creatures like love like human blood and stuff and they love like human flesh. So like back in the Aztec times, that's why they offered up people to, to like the gods because the gods were the aliens and stuff. And that Bigfoot is a type of alien that these, these other aliens used to like do like manual labor and stuff and they like Bigfoot lives in parts of the earth as well it's all very crazy but I was like imagine if it's all true and that's why they murdered him crazy crazy crazy
3: oh my god so basically basically what you're telling me is I need to hire bodyguards like I need to hire security yeah I I have just moved into a very unsecured, basically trailer, and now you're telling me that I have to get some big bodyguard to be minding me the whole time and standing outside the door because we are revealing the truth on this podcast every week. I mean, the people could come. Well, for actually, us this
2: this story um has a lot of deaths surrounding it when people cover it. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, multiple <laughs> people have died. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but Annie, her, like, she's very accessible.
3: <laughs> I'm very accessible. I don't. I can't even. I don't even have a lock for the door. And think, come here though. See this story, right? Like up until the bit where he gets mur- basically gets murdered, and I totally believe that you you can kind of be like ah yeah like whatever. But then why? And we've come across this in other stories as well. Why do? Why are they important enough for somebody to come and basically kill them, and then afterwards <laughs> to make it look like they killed themselves? Creep into the morgue and tie a bit of catheter around his throat and be like, there you go now, self-explanatory like that is terrifying that like people near to these cases die so that makes me feel like there's something that is being
2: yeah also it's worth noting that schneider's father worked for the u.s government um but more so in like i think um, actually no sorry that yeah he did he worked for the US government um more so in Europe and he I think he was like he filled a few different roles but he's also connected to the Philadelphia experiment in some ways and there's a bit of evidence to suggest that he was part of like some of these like weird experiments that went on there so um he has like a weird like kind of lineage or whatever to fucking US government like weird fucking situations but uh yeah but the people in in Dulce like I've watched a news report and they interviewed like locals who are like yeah we've seen things in the sky and they have pictures and all these weird things happen like around Dulce apparently um so yeah
3: okay that's our next holiday destination then um if you're from Dulce New Mexico
2: Bringing the show,
3: yes. Little, oh my God! And tell us if you're after seeing that in Weird it in the Garden. I will never look at a foxhole the same way. I'm like, oh yeah, that's where all the aliens who use Bigfoot as a slave live. That's fine, and that's really mean that they use just because Bigfoot's really big and strong. Like they just use him to carry yeah. shit around the place. Here, Bigfoot. Yeah. I could do it today moving house moving stuff out of the house into the mobile you are your
2: own Bigfoot (laughs) though (laughs) one let's call a spade a spade (laughs) now it's that time of the week where we ask a Bigfoot absolutely anything
3: (laughs) are you ready (laughs) I'm ready for this give it to me bitch (sighs)
2: Mariandia Catherine Berthold asks you have two minutes to give a speech on anything what would your topic be
3: don't be an asshole why 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 Why? it takes a lot more energy to be an asshole than just to be sound so why are you being an asshole that's my speech thank you
2: oh my god David Mills writes writes in he said true or false Elijah Wood
3: false (laughs)
2: <laughs> Vicky, Vicky Scruton writes in and she says if you had to pick any food item to become what would it be and why?
3: Oh, I think it'd be something exotic like a mango because um, I'm really nice on the inside and I'm so sweet and juicy but you have to work really hard You have to work really hard to get in there and cut me up so you're only going to go for me if you really, really want me if you really want me because I'm a lot of work but I'm still worth the reward
2: you're not it's rotten inside the mango jennifer walker cassius writes in she says annie is your new home one that will stay in one spot or is it one that you will take to different places
3: oh uh no she's stationary now she's on blocks (laughs) She's on blocks, and she is slightly falling towards the ditch. I know it was yesterday something rolling across the floor, so I have to oh, cure it just a little bit more. Um, no, it's quite oh, big, God. and it has to be transported on a low loader. Um, but thank you, thank you. I would like to get a little <laughs> minivan then for just going around on the weekends and throwing a mattress in the back of it, and that would be my motorhome. Thank you. All donations <laughs> gratefully accepted.
2: I'm worried that this mobile home won't last the winter for a storm. (laughs)
3: It really (laughs) mightn't.
2: You'd be upended. You'd be upended. First
3: big storm and all my all my fancy crockery will be like fucking after flying out the window, the thing will be on its side.
2: Sean Ellis writes in and he says, Annie, what's your favourite cryptid?
3: Oh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Um as you know, I like a big hairy man. And uh, I just, I have said this before and I'm not ashamed to say it. I think he'd throw you around the place and show you a bit of crack.
2: Oh my gosh, you're smutty. (laughs) Ian Ian Marriott writes in, he says, what do you want for
3: Christmas? Oh, um, just peace, just world peace. Uh, What would I like for Christmas? Uh, I know, like I don't know. I don't really need anything there. Um, uh, I'd like, I'd like a new vintage gold chain, some kind of jewellery. Like I'd like a chain. Um, oh. but it doesn't have to be an expensive one. But not out of Argos, now. I don't, I don't want to one of them. So I'll send you the PO box. You can send it to there, lad. Thanks, a million.
2: <laughs> Danny Middleton writes in. She says, ah, "I keep missing your week for, for questions, Will." So let's combine this. Annie, if you could magically turn Will into anything, what and why?
3: <clears throat> a decent human being with a, a longer temper would be nice. Because I'll tell you one thing. He snaps oh, like a twig. He God. snaps like a twig. I got the head off off me this morning because I banged off my microphone. A little, a little.
2: No. Oh my God,
3: like an animal, no. like an animal. No, you
2: got the head out off you because you banged your microphone and then blamed me for it. That's why.
3: I mean, the source could not be identified at the time, and uh, the case is still open. So I don't know if I die of like fucking venomous looks some stage, it'll be from William.
2: Oh, and if I die from being surrounded by a stupid, stupid girl,
3: it'll be because <laughs> of you, Janita Leslie. She wanted what? to ask. She wanted to ask you something, didn't she?
2: No, she just said, let's combine it. If you could magically turn me into anything, what and why? That's know. what she said. Listen, listen to the people's questions, goddammit. <laughs> Alison Scott writes in, she says, Isabella <laughs> would like to know what your dream job was as a child.
3: Oh, hi, Isabella. You're so sweet. Um, I wanted to be an artist yeah I wanted to be an artist and um, I'm still <laughs> working on it <laughs> thank you but yeah that was my dream job what was your dream job um, she's so cute she's going to be like super great at something someday she'll be a doctor uh,
2: yeah she'll be something fantabulous I'm sure
3: fantabulous uh,
2: Janique Leslie Cauldron writes in she says Annie G what is the weirdest object you have ever seen in someone else's home
3: God, I don't know. There's this thing up in Dublin and there was this statue that like every second house had in their window. And it's not like the weirdest object but like, do you remember this, Will? Like it was this. It was just this kind of like lay like this kind of piece of art, right? That was obviously quite affordable and all everyone in Dublin was like, uh, like in the inner city Dublin was like, that's gorgeous, so get it from me window. And then it was in every second window. And it was, I really thought, I was like, that was such a piece of shit shit I really dislike it and then I just kind of thought it was a joke or something it just, just kept happening every window that you go by it was in it and then my flatmate came home one day and she was like oh, I got this I always see them and they're really lovely and I was like what you I was like what I think you get it up in Mary Street in Dublin or something and then it was in our flat window and I was like that is so strange like why is that thing in our house the lady on um, the rock what
2: lady on the rock
3: Lady on the Rock, that's what it's called you know this thing, anyone who's lived in Dublin knows this, I'll try to get a picture of it for you guys
2: Oh you are in for a world of pain lovey (laughs) 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 Alison replied to Janique at the time and she said my late father-in-law had large framed posters all over his living room walls of naked men, full frontal nudes it was very awkward first meeting
3: (gasps) Oh my God, what an absolute legend!
2: Oh my God, very, very strange. Joe Williams writes in, she says, What, or sorry, most of us have a drawer or cupboard that's full of junk. Imagine Monica and friends with her secret messy closet. If you could root <laughs> through anyone's, whose would you choose and why?
3: Oh my God, that is so, that is such a good question. Um,. Okay, so I know he probably has people to do this for him, but like Donald Trump's. Because I read somewhere that um, back in the day he, when he had a desk that he worked at, like that somebody opened it once and it was full of like cold medicine, you know, the pseudoephedrine stuff. And that oh, like yeah. his drawer was like absolutely overflowing with this stuff because a lot of people think that he was like, you know, on the old cold medicine the whole time. But I'd say like Donald Trump's drawer, imagine, imagine the filth, imagine the absolute Dirt that would be in there, and all his hair products and stuff like that, and his comb and his tan. I would like the the the, the tan, the mousse that he uses. I'd love to see all that stuff, like his personal items. Like I'd love <laughs> to see like what he like. I'd love to see what kind of fucking mega hold hairspray he's using on that fucking thing on top of his head. It just, it actually, like I used to watch him on te- and just stare at the hair and just what, like I can't see which way what way it's arranged like
2: you know did you ever see that video where he's on a talk show and they mess up his hair and it's just like whoa
3: no does he let them
2: yeah (gasps) you just look it up um deborah k lambert finch says if you saw something unbelievable like ufo or ghost or dragon who's the first person you discuss it with and why
3: like obviously will because i think that like you don't believe me in general about lots of things but you i think you would believe me about this but then actually i think that you might actually gaslight me and be like oh annie and actually like tr- actually try drive me insane by saying that you don't believe me um because i don't think that most people this it, it's my worst nightmare like the guy in this story that you see something it's true nobody believes you and so then you just go crazy
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'd hope you tell me anyway. i try and not laugh in your face.
3: <laughs> it <always sighs> hasn't worked up to this point. Continue.
2: Debbie Robertson writes in. She says, cake or death?
3: I might have cake,
2: please.
3: <laughs> 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 Imagine you're like,
2: death. <laughs> uh, Chuck Jordan writes in. and says, what? Or, Did you happen to meet Tony Hawk's? Tony Hawk is a hawk did you happen to meet tony hawk when he went around ireland with a fridge
3: no i read about the story i don't know what the fridge thing was um no i didn't meet tony hawk uh i would love to meet him he seems like a very very super dude and plus I got really into skateboarding, watching the Olympics this year. And I was like, oh, if I was a young kid again, maybe that's what I want to do. And I was absolutely, absolutely amazed by it. And I've never really met any famous Americans when they came. Like, Mac Damon was here for a lot of COVID. I didn't meet him either because he was in the fancy part of Dublin where all the stars hang out. Lousy on
2: He's a dope anyway.
3: Is um... he? Oh! <laughs> oh, shade. Why?
2: Because he's a, he was a picture, didn't he um, He came out and said In an interview there that He didn't realise that saying The word like the F word In relation to like gay people Was wrong and his daughter had to correct Him in the house Because <gasps> he used to use it so often Like as in like Oh shut up you F And then she had to like explain to him that he Couldn't be, shouldn't be using that word and stuff And he said it in an interview when he was Promoting a film there recently and then my was just like what an absolute tick fucker like
3: what a um, dope okay all right i'm taking it back then i'm glad i didn't want to say another
2: time i think oh he said something about like oh the me too movement and whenever uh, women were coming forward and he made like some comment as well like as if like oh god like you can't do anything or something stupid he's a tick yeah you you can't Um, do anything
3: like assault women okay Bye-bye I can't remember team. exactly
2: what you said, but you can look it up. It's in publications. Um, Alison Scott writes in, she says, what was the full story with the chicken burger?
3: <laughs> okay, I think we, we've done this a few times. So I'm not going to hold these up there the people who know it, but basically... I have this hanging over my head for the rest of my life because one night, back in the day, like about 20 years ago, when we were (laughs) out one night and after quite a lot of alcohol, um, I just get a little bit, like, sometimes I get a little bit sassy. Island. Sassy. I I prefer the word sassy.
2: I'd say (laughs) physical.
3: I prefer the word daddy. And um, I just like kind of like do mad, like, like, like like, impulsive kind of things. And Will, we were after going to get like chips, this big thing here, like to go get, like to go to the fast food place and get like chipper or whatever on your way home. And Will was walking along like, um, I don't think we even even had an argument. Will was walking along like just taking a, like a first bite of his chicken burger, like really enjoying it. And I just looked at him and I was like, yeah. And I just slapped it out of his hand. And it just went flying onto the floor, and uh, he was like, "What the fuck did you do that for?" And I was like, "I don't know, just did it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no
0: <laughs> chicken, burger. and I
3: have yet—I have never to this day, never an argument comes up that he doesn't bring up the fucking chicken burger.
2: Yeah, well, you've kind of told that story to ninety percent truth. Um, I'll just will add that we had queued up after the nightclub to go to the chipper, but in the town that we lived in when you queued up after the nightclub to get your food it was like trying to get on a famine ship Like (laughs) it was just like like massive queues like it took ages to be finally served and finally get your food Annie was before me and then she was waiting outside and I came out with my happy little chicken burger (laughs) meanwhile Annie was probably after eating like half her meal and you know the way after a nightclub you're starving and I took one bite of the chicken burger and then her eye went cock- cock-eyed <laughs> and she just slapped it on my hand onto the ground and cackled for about 15 minutes non-stop and i was like this bitch is an <laughs> plague on my life that's the type of person you're dealing with people that's the type of person you're dealing with and i've yet to get an apology for it
3: oh shove it up your yeah. fucking pie hole Oh,
2: here we go. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow. Wow, that was absolutely lovely. Swivel on, high Swivel on it.
1: Swivel
3: on it.
2: Annie, I think you better sit down because we're getting this absolute stinker. <laughs> <laughs> Of a weird news story, which I've closed the tab on my safari, and now I'm going to have to just get it up there. Two seconds, bear with me there. Now. delay on the news today, guys. Normally, we're very quick with it. Bit of a delay today. Millionaire Pooch is selling Miami Villa, once owned by Madonna. That's right, a dog is selling a house. <laughs> Gunter, the German shepherd, spent a recent morning playing with his tennis ball, rolling in grass, slobbering a little and napping a lot later. A lot, not uh, napping a lot later. He had a meeting with a real estate agent selling his Miami mansion that his handlers bought from Madonna. And of course, Gunter was wearing his very, very best fake diamond dog collar for the meeting. <laughs> His real gold collar is back at his home, his main home in Tuscany. As crazy as it sounds, even by Florida's standards, Gunter inherited his vast fortune, including the eight bedroom waterfront home once owned by the material girl singer from his grandfather, also named Gunter the fucking 15th or whatever. At least he at least that's what his handlers who manages his estate say this Tuscan-style villa with views of Biska, Biscayne Bay went on sale Wednesday for thirty-one million, a whopping markup from the purchase two decades ago from the pop star for seven point five million. The home also boasts a gilded-framed portrait of the old grandfather dog over the living <laughs> living room fireplace. The dog's lineage dates back decades to when Gunther III inherited a multi-million dollar trust from late German countess Carlotta Liebenstein when she died in 1992. Since then, a group of handlers have helped maintain a jet-setting lifestyle for a succession of dogs. There are trips to to the Milan and the Bahamas where the latest Gunther recently dined out at restaurants every evening his handlers like to make sure he's well socialized and um, basically this dog was left a trust fund and uh, now he has the life of riley and the trust fund is now worth half a billion dollars
3: what Wait, yeah. what what yep. ho- like what is this world like sometimes i just like i yeah
2: yeah a dog a dog was left this. And,
3: and he's his, the and, life and his, Riley. His dog, bef- like his father before him and his father before him. Like, th- yeah, because,
2: like, because some mental bitch left all her money to the dogs. And then they just continued the lineage. She obviously had a few, like, things in the clause to be like, well, the German shepherd must be preceded by another German shepherd. And this line should continue. And they have a board of trustees. <gasps> and that's, like, imagine they're delighted to be on that board sure that's their job is just to like mine this money and throw a few balls for the dog to run around and they're like oh. right lad they obviously all put their heads together and it's like right if we make this um if we make this trust fund work we'd have a job for life and then probably can just like put our family in the roles when we are retiring
3: oh yeah because i was like i was like oh why doesn't somebody not No, i would never i'm not um, saying that they should do this but like if they got rid of the dog then wouldn't they sure they wouldn't because then they wouldn't have a job anymore because their whole job revolves around the dog. yeah i and here here's us here's us begging people for a fiver a month and this dog <laughs> this dog has half a billion and i can't i just can't deal with the world some days
2: absolutely mental carrying on isn't it
3: I bet he's a little bitch though
2: You're jealous of the dog now Look at
3: you I am absolutely jealous of this I'm fucking Damn right I'm jealous of the dog
2: <laughs> Just after ruining your weekend,
3: I'm ruined this whole thing this whole thing is after ruining my fucking day I was in great form and now there's fucking now there's fucking a a world underneath the world we live in where there's like aliens shooting off your fingers and fucking cryptids running around with suitcases going yes sir, no sir, and then there's fucking there's a fucking war going on down there, and there there's there's- there's dogs that have more wealth than fucking all of uh, india put together i just can't i can't and
2: come here i want to cast your mind back there now because we might be after uncovering something with this today's story do you remember when we did that object number one and the alien was underground and they discovered that alien underground
3: yes and they said that they had secret like mind powers
2: i know is it true annie
3: I don't know. I have to go paint. Do you something. want to go to the Aloe Caves? No I, 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 no, <laughs> no, I have to just go paint something. I'm not really like a wall. I don't even mean anything that takes any time. I just need to look at like paint a wall white and not think about anything that we spoke about in the last hour. Thank you.
2: Let's go into some caves like the Aloe Caves <laughs> and burn and stay overnight and see.
3: How what about you go in and I'll follow you? <laughs> and I'll bring the food and water And the map for the way out
2: We'll be in there and then it will be like oh, What is that horrible smell like garbage And I'll be like oh it's just you You're not wearing a nappy <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye Join us next week for more mysteries Of the unexplained <laughs> I love you Annie probably likes you Goodbye <laughs> And you can't believe you're not tell, saying that you love our listeners. You are an absolute dog. A dog with no money, though. Not like Gunther.
3: Fucking hell. I just. What is the world, though? Like, what is going on?